bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, why not? A beautiful day in the Mile High City and another edition of the Modern Eater Show right now. Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, was at a great barbecue competition last week. But uh, here we are, finding us uh, doing another show here, just getting ready for the summertime and road trip and summer dinner series. Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, Little Rich Snyder, all's well in the world, Brian. Oh, all is well. It's uh, warm and sunny like spring and summer are supposed to be and uh, we are in the mile high city rocky mountain high here we go <laughs> yeah um big show tonight we've got a few things as we get ready to embark on road trip 2019 so i'd like to get the folks over from corner post on here with this segment and uh, we'll talk to them as well as bill from smoke have yeah. you been to smoke Yes, Do you that know where is, it is. Well, of course, it's in the source. I said I've been there. Okay. Yep. Well, it's actually not in the source. It's, well, it's the source hotel. Yes. Not the source uh, source of building. But yeah, great, great food over there. I'm excited to see what they're doing tonight. They've got a, It looks like we've got a brisket on hand. He's making some uh, sausage tacos. Everything is good here. And oh, this is going to be good watching. And, and do yourself a favor. Go over to our Facebook Live. We're streaming live as well. I'm going to share this over to our page. Um, but in the meantime, here we go, Adrian, Dan, Corner Post Meets. How are you guys? We're awesome. How are you guys? Good to see really you again. Well. Hello. We were just talking about our, uh, first of all, Corner Post. Tell folks what it is. So we are a meats business uh, based out of Black Forest. We sell direct to the public through our website, cornerpostmeats.com. We raise 100% grass-finished beef and lamb, as well as pastured pork, chicken, and turkeys. And then we also work with chefs throughout the Front Range, distributed through Growers Organic. Woohoo! Thank you. Talk about that relationship, Brian. Well, I'll tell you what. I, there was, you know, one of the things meat is a is a challenging place to go because, you know, organic meat I don't necessarily think is always raised properly. Just because it's organic doesn't mean there's the husbandry behind the meat that you really would like. And that's one thing when. We at Growers have been growing the selections of things that we're doing, and meat was one of the things that chefs are constantly asking for, and I'm needing to make a recommendation. And um, we met, and I saw what Adrian and Dan are doing with Corner Post Meats, and it really is, it's an umbrella to really good food, where they started, you know, I, I don't want to tell the story because I want Adrian to tell it, but it's, it's, you know, raising animals in a place that they protected the land, and it's really a bird sanctuary, and we'll go into more of that. We're, we're doing a big thing with them next week. I'm really excited because the Audubon Society, the Savory Institute, and the Nature Conservancy are all teaming together with us to give a little talk next uh, Thursday. And that's going to be something really cool um, that we're doing here in town. But tell a little bit about you. You all are located down in Larkspur. That was right? a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I know. I was I sitting just... here sharing this post just casually, and I was like, where in the world? <laughs> That's good. So, so a lot of passion. And um, you're right. I'm, when you get into this business of where people are now um, starting to understand, care about where their food comes, care about how it's raised, uh, the produce business all on its own, I say, if you work with Growers Organic, Chances are utilizing Brian Freeman and the great sourcing that he does throughout the state and beyond. Um, that kind of sets the standard of the benchmark for me. 
um, seeing that aligning these relationships and obviously the ethos of what you guys care about is very similar in those senses. So what do you look for as far as when you're sourcing products? Well, so we raise, work with? Yeah, yeah, so we, yeah, we raise a lot of the animals. We work with um, other ranchers as well, um, whether it's, it's ranchers who have mamas and babies and then we finish them at the ranch. Um, but that, yeah, our, our whole goal is that we're utilizing animals as a tool to make the land better. There we go. And then that's what makes tasty meat. Um, ultimately, it's all got to come back to that's what we're all eating. And we're, we're voting with our fork or with our food dollar sure. in order to, to have, you know, better, better land management, better, better animal husbandry. Um, so that's our goal is to be that, not only doing it ourselves, but then also working with, with other ranchers to be that outlet um, and then be that, that direct connection to, to the end eater, to where we all know that, um, that what we're eating matters and has that conservation value, has, has that kind of higher ethos, if you will, um, of, of what's happening with, with the animal and on the land. Dan? Yes, sir. <laughs> can is. you tell I'm normally the chattier one? <laughs> <laughs> I concur. No, it's a mindset. And again, when I talk about partnerships, there are other ranches that you work with as well. How do you vet out those ranches? What do you look for? You know, a lot of it uh, really comes down to finding the uh, the personal connection. To They believe in what we're doing. Um, they understand what we're trying to get to market, the story we're trying to tell to our customers. And uh, they want to be a part of it. Um, and, and then second to that is our partners with the Audubon Society. Um, that are, are, are trying to bring validity to what we're saying about uh, taking care of the land. Animals on the landscape is a good thing um, done the right way. It's extremely beneficial for wildlife habitat, for grasslands. Um, What's the right so way? That's what I'm driving at. What's the right <laughs> way here? What are we? I mean, different preferences. You can be certified organic, grass-fed, grass-finished, grass-fed, corn-finished, corn-fed, corn-finished. Uh, where you take it to um, you know, to slaughter, pasture-raised, feedlot-raised. Yeah, so what are those things that we're looking people. for? It starts with people. We're really the the artists in the whole thing, right? To where we're, it's finding the right people that the way that they're managing their animals and then partnering with the right chefs who want to tell that story to their customers to where ultimately when somebody walks into a restaurant and they just they want the experience they're looking for they want a good meal for one thing um, and then they the cool thing about food now I think is people want to know there's so much more to it mm-hmm. um, and Gosh, I can ramble on about that for another hour if you got the time. Well, but. I think we should because I think it's a great segue <laughs> into what I want to talk about, and that's where our road trip 2019 comes into where uh, the modern eater, myself, Brian, Jay, we set out on the road for about eight, nine days, and uh, what we believe is source some of the best products from some of the finest people here in Colorado. I'd like to talk more about uh, our road trip itself, and there it is. Uh, Corner Post is going to be probably one of our first stops in yeah. Colorado Springs. And then we'll talk about taking that story uh, and bringing it back to the summer dinner series that we do here in the kitchen in July and August with some great chefs that care about the same thing. It's telling the stories. It's the message that I really think yeah. uh, a lot of people are, are like-minded. And they when they get it, they get it. They know. 
And uh, that's one of the things that's very important to us. So let's take that break and we'll come back. And Adrian and Dan, luckily, uh, they came down just on a, on a kind of a short invitation. I know. Notice. It was super cool. that they it Just the stars aligned to have them here tonight. So it's really cool. Little Rich is in the uh, Little Rich corner. And we always say that if you don't like commercials, head on over to Facebook because you get a treat with a, a little bit extra of Little Rich. So we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll continue this conversation with Corner Post. Then we have Bill from Smoke here. Uh, we also have Rocky Mountain Organic Farms. They've moved their farms to uh, Gray Wolf uh, Resorts. There's a lot of cool things that they have going on there. And then we have a great beer company here tonight. And then also Aaron from Elevation Ketchup. So if that's not enough, I don't know what is. We'll take that break and we'll come right back. And uh, that's it right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. We'll throw it to Little Rich on the Modern Eater Show. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, you guys. Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call, 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural Natural gas bill right now. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Culture Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, and catching up with our friends from Corner Post Meats. And uh, cool to have Adrian Dan here with us. When we left off, we were talking about, okay, here we go on June 15th through the 23rd. So on Saturday, we let leave out of here in our first stop, Colorado Springs. So I know, and you guys, I don't know if you know what you were getting yourself into, Brian, but they actually <laughs> offered, hey, do you want to spend the night? Yeah. Now, do you have accommodations for that? Oh, yeah. We yeah. do. We're actually in the process of converting our headquarters um, and two of our crew cabins to ranch accommodations. So like Airbnb style. Um 
So for those who have been to our summer dinner series in the past, they've they've seen our headquarters house and whatnot, which is right on the edge of the forest with an awesome view of Pikes Peak. So we're turning that into to ranch accommodations um, so that folks can get down and experience it. When we were talking before the break, we were kind of chatting about some of our um, our standards and other ranchers that we work yeah. with and whatnot. And so there's something to coming and experiencing it. You know, you can say, oh, animals are always on pasture or, you know, we're non-GMO, no corn, no soy on our on our birds and our pigs. But there's something about seeing that, like, the animals are actually moved. It's not just rotationally grazed and they move twice a year, that they're moved once a week and that they're always on their highest plane of nutrition and that makes healthy animals. So all of that to say, when you guys come down, you can see it and that you can smell it and experience it and that it doesn't stink. You know, farms don't stink and they shouldn't. (laughs) Um, But so that's, yeah, that's something that we're super excited about to offer more of those. um, Personal. Yeah, those direct experiences um, to where to where we can be that connection for folks to, to get back to their food and, and well, this, the land. This is a little awkward because I was going to put them up in the barn when oh. they come down. We'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Beggars can't be. Barn, pitch, pool, pitch pond, tent. pool, yeah. pond. I'm fine with the pond. Um, I can do that. Exactly. We better, we better. Yeah, I just figured you guys would be real fun to drink whiskey with around a fire pit. And so that's why I was like, we should have you guys stay at the I ranch. That yeah. sounds like a yeah, real good time. Yeah, let's get that one on the radio. Can we do that? <laughs> Yes, legal? we can. Yes, we can. Yeah. We will do a show that night. There might be a bleep or two in there, <laughs> but... Well, we can do it on Facebook. There's no... Uh, there we go. No, no, rules. no filters. Yeah, yeah, no rules. Plenty of rules, Brian. We yeah. always have rules. <laughs> <laughs> there are filters. So here, here's what I want to do. It's kind of the lay of the land of what our trip is, and then we'd like to talk about what we'll experience at Corner Post. But as we're in, Saturday, uh, in Colorado Springs on Saturday, we're going to try and check out um, Brother Luck's place. And we're going to try and check out Distillery 291. We're going to check out uh, who else is down in Colorado Springs? Uh, Beast and Brews, Jason. Beast and Brews are up a little bit north of, of the Springs there. We, you know, we've got little great grocery stores down there that we always pop in and uh, refill at Mount Mama down in Colorado Springs. And our, our friends, you know, doing it right now. But you have some, you know, sharing some of your great relationships so, so talk about some of the people you work in Colorado Springs. I know you work with the Broadmoor. Yeah, we do is- a lot of a lot of work at the Broadmoor. You guys should go to the Summit. They have a um, smoked jowl, like shaved BLT sandwich oh, right wow. now. That's stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Ristorante Del Lago, um, the Summit, and um, the Penrose Room. All three have. Ooh, and the Golden Bee. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah, one of those Broadmoor properties. Yeah, you have all their restaurants. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we've been doing a ton of work with them. In fact, Dan and I made um, an emergency roaster pig delivery yesterday for a a party that they've got coming up this next week. Um, So we do a ton of work with those guys, and they're awesome. They support a ton of local businesses, but, you know, keep it kind of on the down low because it's such a small percentage of their sourcing because they're such a, a huge resource. Um, but they make a huge impact on on a lot of folks in the Pikes Peak region. Um, so we're super excited to work with them. Um, Colorado Craft down um, the Tejon Street Social. Um, so that's right downtown. Um, they've got our lamb and our pork on their menu right now. Um, What's really interesting is yeah. this is like all about education too. Because, you know, one of the things that... I, I wanted to chime in earlier when you were saying that we can stay at the farm or at the ranch and you, you're creating a, a sort of a bed and breakfast or yeah. an Airbnb ranch day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that's so important because when people see where their food comes from, when people know the story behind their food, it makes the difference to me. And so I don't mind paying $15 for a hamburger at all. If I know that the way the meat was raised, if I know the quality sourcing that the, the company is doing, and, but a lot of times you don't know what that is and people don't really tell their story that well. And, and especially at the restaurants, you know, and then, and then you have to be suspicious sometimes because sometimes some of those people that are really working hard at telling a story aren't really walking the story that they're telling. Yeah. And I find that interesting. Recently, I, I read an, an article about a chef um, up in Boulder that was talking about bringing in his meat from New Zealand and saying how that that was a smaller footprint because the way that the meat is raised in New Zealand. And I just really, I don't know that I agree with that because still bringing that meat all the way over from another continent mm -hmm. has, ha, has yeah. an impact. I mean, what I appreciate is the transparency though. At least they told you, Hey, this yes. is New Zealand yeah. and, and, and be proud of it. You know, I think that's really what hurts the industry is, is tell them what it is. If it's South American beef mm -hmm. or New Zealand beef or whatever it is, just say what it is. Don't let people think it's one thing and then it's another. That hurts us all, everybody in the industry. I think you're right. I really do. Bravo, though. I, I really respect your opinion on That's that. That's Whole Foods yeah. you were talking about, right? <laughs> it is, right? Is it? Well, yeah. yeah they. I mean, I know that they have another. This. Well, this is a, a guy up in Boulder, and, I, you know, I don't sling mud, but I was just really shocked because, you know, one of his big creeds up in, in Boulder is is he buys everything local and... And I've always challenged that for years and years and years. But then to read this article about, you know, defending that. But you know what? Bravo. Because, <laughs> Daniel, I mean, the way that what you're saying is uh, give him a give him a hand, Brian, because at least he's being honest. Mm -hmm. As opposed to those other people that, you know, I, I constantly see. It's been one of the things that's driven me crazy in this industry yeah. is when you see on somebody's menu organic and local when possible. <laughs> you know, that's just like the biggest cop out in my eyes, because the reality is, is if you work hard, it's always possible. Yeah. You know, whether you're working with small indoor people in the winter, there's there is we have the ecosystem here in Colorado. It's one of the very few places I would say, you know, here out on the West Coast, some places up in the Northeast that people take pride in making sure everything that they're doing is and local. It's partnerships and, and commitment too. yes, I mean, in, in that line line of work, you really have to build these partnerships and commit to folks like you to say, here's how much we'll take off your hands uh, and stick with that. Just because, I mean, listen, there are a lot of places that we know of uh, that really wouldn't be in business if it wasn't for direct mm -hmm. and, and working directly with chefs as well. I uh, think it's about, oh, sorry no, to, you're fine. to Please catch it there at the in, end, yeah. but, but I think it's also about the accountability piece. So in my mind, the, the issue with the New Zealand piece is then there's, there's a lot of distance between that accountability. There's something to feeding your community, however you define community, whether that's, you know, regionally or nationally or whatever, but that, that there is that accountability to, I can look you in the face and say, Hey, this is what's going on, or this is who I work with, or, you know, this is where I'm delivering. These are the ranchers that I work with, that there is that transparency piece instead of the, you know, our name is still on the menu of, you know, name the restaurant that we haven't worked with in six months or something like that. And and that's where I think that lack of transparency or that deception gets frustrating um, instead of that accountability of, of feeding, just feeding your community. And then you can kind of build, build that transparency and the accountability from there. 
So finding those stories, and as we head out of Colorado Springs, we're taking a sharp left-hand turn into <laughs> Lamar, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit out of the ways, but the Sunflower Fields and, and uh, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products, we really enjoy those guys, and they work with a lot of uh, local farmers around there, the Ulins being one of them. And uh, can't wait to hear their stories. And we'll backtrack and we'll head up to Salida, Colorado. Yep. And for our so fish, our fish before, farm. Before you go to Salida, we use Colorado Mills um, in our green mix for Do our you pigs. Really? Yeah. So they're awesome, both on the restaurant side on with the oils, um, or even the the home consumer on the oils. But then on the feed side, they're fantastic. Yeah. For us to be able to source local grains uh-huh. um, and work directly with sure. with farmers like that and and then have that in our in our feed. Yeah, sunflower mills. Awesome. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Sorry, no one so knows. Going. Well, Colorado Mills, ninety percent of their business <laughs> is is actually the feed, and ten yeah. percent of what they do is really just the oil. And it's you know it's a product that I fell in love with. Every chef I let touch falls in love with. They've got and all the people that are feed use their feed. Mm-hmm. I, I've never heard anyone say anything bad. Only super positive stuff. I mean, you know, th- and this is a shout out to Zach if you're out there in Radioland listening. I just had a restaurant ask me, can we get them small sunflowers, whole sunflowers? They want to do a dish with sunflower heads and um, see if Zach can't tie into that as well for me. Well, in Colorado Mills, then they're breathing life into Lamar. I don't I don't know if you guys have been to oh, Lamar yeah, yeah, before. <laughs> My family is from down that way. Okay. And there's, there's not a vibrant economy down there. Uh-huh. And so creating jobs for... Goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. For small town America. So, sorry, you're going to Salida next. Yeah, and (laughs) another place, a rabbit farm and uh, alpaca farm called Jefferson Farms Fiber Ranch, I believe. Um, They are selling rabbits and they use the Colorado Mills feed as well there. So, we'll make the stop through and we're going to source some rabbits and then head down to Sawatch where your friend. Tom McCracken is and well, he's in the writing outside of Crestone, but in Swatch is our friend Kermit. Kermit Krantz from Kermit Krantz. Frontier Trout Farm. Yep, Frontier Trout Farm. Out of there, it's going to get busy because we're heading down into Durango. Have a few stops there. We're going to do a show at Scott Brewing Company because I love that brewery, and then uh, headed up for a couple of days to Hotchkiss and Paonia to Big B's. Um, talk, just spend 30 seconds talk about what uh, Jeff Schwartz is doing at Big B's. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, th- this is a guy that is really trying to use every every piece of what he incorporates into his business. So he first he has a juice company. So he's taking the apples and the pears, the fruit off of the trees and making juice with it. Then he sells the wood. And we're tying in to our friends with Proud Souls with his wood. So he's making, he's using the wood from the apple trees because every year they thin the trees. They've got that extra wood. So he's using that. On top of that, he takes the apple and he makes a vinegar with it, an incredible apple cider vinegar. Then he also makes a spirit. You know, he's he's done the uh, the hard cider, the hard cider. Yeah. and so all the way around the spectrum the, of everything that Back he does, and he grows peaches for me every year. He has peaches, he has apricots that come on. Yeah. He he does a great job. Oh, by the way, he has concerts at his uh, his little venue yeah. there that I we know. saw. Plenty of camping. Yep. So that's the summer solstice. It's the 21st of June, which is the summer solstice, and we're going to have a big camp out cookout. Just awesome. a blast. If you guys can join us, that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, that sounds fun. It's after Father's well Day planned. weekend. 
yeah, for the summer solstice. Yes, it's going to be. Well, it's going to be interesting because, you know, tell you right, bluegrass is going on as we're going to be driving through there. Um, we're going to be seeing food and wine. Aspen food and wine is that. I mean, it's a big couple weeks right there in June. Um, and then into Palisade, a lot lots going on in Palisade and Field to Fork. Hoping to catch up with Jess and Scott over there at Field to Fork. And then we'll head back home with a lot of goodies. Yep. Well, and remember, we're going to be there right in the, the beginning of the cherry yeah, cherry crop yeah. um, is going to be coming on right there. And by the way, I heard this year is we are going to have, you know, the once in every five year, but it's even going to be bigger cherry crop. So that's going to be really interesting. Do you ever feed any of your animals, any livestock? Uh, I, I've heard about people pe- feeding their hogs cherries and chocolate. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. Um, it does something for the fat. I, I It just doesn't sound <laughs> right to me, but... But it'll be really, I, I, it's going to be, you cherries know, that's and a chocolate. Yeah. Cherries and chocolate. Some, someone said that if you feed pigs that it, it like, it does something to no, their fat. And it's chocolate it, favorite flavored bacon. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. If you feed the tuna mayonnaise, I think can they, we have a tuna fish sandwich? Yeah. They said, <laughs> Brian, if you keep eating cherries and chocolate, you're going to be a pig. It's oh, was that what, what did I get that backward? <laughs> it's my dyslexia. It that must have been my dyslexia. So don't there. ruin us with the whiskey at the beginning of the trip for the whole time. Oh, no, don't. ruin us. You said ruin don't. us. I, it's, it's, Are you sure? Well, yeah. it, it's like I, going to Las Vegas. I never go for a week. Two days is plenty. You see that cowboy belt? Don't make him take it off. <laughs> he's right. going to he's gonna abuse us, I hope. <laughs> I can't wait to see you guys. I think we're going to do a whole show down there on uh, June 15th. So Yeah, that'll be a hoot. Yeah, Look we're looking forward, forward to it. it. Look forward to seeing you guys then, too. Thanks for letting us catch up with you, and we'll be in contact to uh, make the arrangements in the barn. <laughs> we, we have no problem with that. Okay, uh, here we go. We're going to head off and talk to Smoke. And uh, our friend Bill here is with us. Chef Bill's going to be up next. And uh, I think little Rich is, he is in the corner with Aaron from Elevation Ketchup. So we'll take a break on our iHeart Station 630 KHOW. And we'll be back to Studio Kitchen Colorado in just a few minutes here. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website. TheModernEater.com. Colleen Ferreira here with the Colorado Chefs Association. You've probably heard the excitement. This year we are creating a stir in the culinary community. This is your personal invitation to join us on our constant culinary adventure. Let us open up our network to you and help you grow professionally. Whether you are a chef, purveyor, brewer, baker, we are here to build your brand, your business, and connect you with Colorado's culinary community. Join us. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Colleen, at acfcoloradochefs.com. O-R-G. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills. And I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. 
Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four My Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back to Studio Kitchen, Colorado. And uh, Facebook viewers, we are trying to figure out that audio for you right now. But live on iHeart 630K, how you can watch along. I'm just watching the Facebook Live as I'm eating one of these delicious tacos with Bill. Uh, Chef Bill, I'm not even going to try and destroy your name, so why don't you introduce yourself and uh, from Smoke. Um, Bill Espiriqueta from Smoke in Denver, Colorado. You say that so nice. You must have practiced that a lot. <laughs> a few years. <laughs> yeah. Espiriqueta. There you go. Nailed it. Boom. Espiriqueta? Espiriqueta. Wow. So let me ask you, teachers never had a hard time with that when you were growing up? It was actually in the uh, spelling, like, uh, you know how they have the spelling bees every week? In like elementary school, it was it was on the list a couple times. Oh really? Your yeah. last name. Now where'd you come from? Um, I was born in Austin, lived there for about 12 years, and then my family moved to Kansas City, lived there until I was about 22, off and on for the next seven, seven years. That's really interesting. Neither of those places are known for their barbecue at all. No. Um, they, you know, I mean, no one. Who knows what? Does anyone well, know barbecue in Austin or or Kansas City? Kansas what? City barbecue. What? Barbecue came late in his um, career here. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I moved here, and I had been a fine dining chef for almost about 20 years. Um, moved to Colorado in 2012 and was missing. Didn't realize what I was missing, um, which was barbecue once we moved here. Or once I moved here, I sought out barbecue like I do at home or like I've always done my whole life, two or three times a week eating barbecue, um, and couldn't really find it. So over the past five and a half years, I was fortunate enough to have a a great boss who let me do a lot of demos and testing um, out of the restaurant and do doing pop-ups out of Acorn um, and grew this into a restaurant that it is now. That's fantastic. Kind of opportunity to seize, right? Yeah. It was, it, a lot of, a lot of uh, restaurants ha- have those early struggles. Um, I was fortunate enough to hit the ground running. All the testing and the demos and um, procedures and everything was all ready to roll. So we opened and just how would you describe smoke to those that haven't been? You know, just recently we kind of solidified what we are. We're Kansas City style barbecue. Okay. Um, in Colorado, I think there's a lot of people, at least a lot of barbecue places, that are trying to be trying to identify themselves as Colorado barbecue or Texas style. I think there's a lot of Texas style places. I've asked that question: Is there a Colorado style barbecue? I think and, the, and the and the answer has resoundingly been no, and and there shouldn't be which kind of blew my mind, but they were like, leave it to the regions that are already successful. I think, yes. I think, you know, Jason at GQ, he prides himself on being competition barbecue. I think Wayne's at, at up in uh, Superior's Texas style. Mm-hmm. Albert just opened. He's 100% Texas style. Um, I think the closest thing to what that question is is going to be um, Roaming Buffalo. He does lend himself to, to those game meats. Um, he has that on the menu. He tries to kind of focus on that, so... But Colorado's a melting pot, or at least Denver is now. Yes. Um, so everyone's coming from their certain regions, and I just wanted to offer something to the people that live in this city that reminds them of where they come from. Well, I, and I wonder if it's if there there will be. I mean, I just got to say this, and because last week I didn't really get into this too much. There will be, I think, something that is sort of your Rocky Mountain barbecue. Because I do think at some point... It would be a melding, I think. It's a meld. I mean, we really are. Because at some point, it, it will take on its own identity. It has to. Right? I mean, you have this melting pot of where guys are using, you know, like a Kansas City's, right? More of a dry... You guys are more of a dry rub, right? 
is it Kansas City or is that a wet rub? I mean, I'm I'm not as familiar with barbecue. You're you're gonna I'm gonna lean on you, Bill, for the, being the expert. You, when you get into Kansas City, it because everyone was coming there um, because of the the cattle, all the beef was coming through Kansas City. Um, Kansas City's burn ends. They do ribs style of Memphis. They do not so much Texas brisket, um, Carolina pork. It's it's a little bit of a melting pot. Um, it's become specific to like burn ends and the sauces is is, um, more vinegar and like rub oriented. Texas is a little sweeter sauce. Carolina is obviously a lot of vinegar. Mm -hmm. Kansas city kind of has a little bit of all of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. It's like, um, pizza here in Denver. There's really no pizza identity. And I don't know if they'll ever, and a lot of people want to do good pizza here. A lot of people want to do great barbecue here as well. I have a couple identities on pizza, man. One is crush. Crush Tap, I, I love what he's doing over there. But then there's another identity with someone like Saza, our friends over at Saza Pizzeria, who are doing that super thin Italian-style, you know, I, super I, thin crust. And I think the point being is I, th- I think Denver struggles with a lot of footing in any food genre as much as we're really making strides with great people and great chefs and, and a lot of restaurants. But uh, catching up to really what is that? There's not really one thing you can say, okay, Denver's known for that food-wise. Yeah. So, uh, Greg, let me ask you, how do you, though, feel because we are a cowboy town, right? I mean, and is that why you think our identity is just starting to develop now because we were always sort of your your meat and potatoes kind of town in, in Denver? Um, you know, I mean, you look at your Denver omelet was what? Just ham and eggs. Um, and so we've always been that meat and potato kind of place. And I just think we're developing right now. We are we are maturing as a food community here because we're really trying to find our own way. I think every sort of genre of food or culture of food, bar- being a barbecue or Italian or Thai or Vietnamese or Chinese, mm-hmm. they're all starting to solidify in that particular category because there's not a lot of any one of those specific things that's great here there's still people moving here and there's people that are making changes i think in general the past 10 years there's been a, a huge advancement in the, the flavors and the quality of products coming out of, out of the i agree the city completely agree i'm just uh, hoping that we get that footing to where you go okay denver does have great pizza denver does have great barbecue and i think uh, you know when it comes to in the united states a lot of other regions are are, what are you looking at, Brian? Oh, no, I'm watching. We've got another <laughs> chef in, in the house, and he's starting to cut some stuff up. I was I was watching him s- sniff the whiskey, make sure he's he's putting some good stuff in his food there. We got Talnua up on the up on the table there. Nathan Rockwood's here with us. At your restaurant, you have, and smoke again, Bill here with us. At your restaurant, you serve a, a, a lot of different various items. Are these tacos that you gave us today on your menu? They are. Um, so ha- having come from Austin, these, I was seeking out a tortilla to do for our breakfast because mm-hmm. we do Austin's known for their breakfast tacos um, so I was lucky enough to come across Carmelo out of Lawrence Kansas who makes Sonoran style tacos he hand makes all these delivers out um, once a week to me um, so I was looking for those for my breakfast and I ended up I was like I have brisket I have pulled pork let's make tacos put them on the menu and they actually become one of our best sellers next to the burn ends um, it's a great compliment to barbecue I think flour tortillas just because of that's how I grew up is eating flour tortillas with pretty much every barbecue yeah yeah in Texas um, not so much a Kansas City thing this is what would be one of the major Texas things that we have on our menu um, 
so yes, we do sell these, and we sell a lot of them, and, and they're, they're really good. As far as uh, spices go, how important how important are spices how that they play into barbecue and barbecue life in general? I think you need to have good quality spices. Um, our brisket's just salt and pepper. Um, our rub has uh, a bunch of different spices. We were fortunate enough to come across Spice Guy, and he's now making our sauce or our rub blend. Um, oh, he is. He is making our Fantastic. rub blend. It, Maybe we could break there and come back, and, and Zach can join us as well since he's in the house, and we can just mix it up and talk about barbecue and spices. That'd be fun, and you have a new relationship built. So we'll have Zach on. Uh, he's got the, the little baby here with a Parker. <laughs> Parker. But, but little, first, what we need to do Parker. is we need to cut over to Rich, Yeah, let's get some Facebook time, and we're going to take a commercial on iHeartRadio here. All right, she, he's got Adrian in the corner here, in the little Rich corner. So we'll take a break on iHeart Facebook, continue on with us. I think we've got our audio problems straightened out there on Facebook, and we'll take that break. We'll come right back. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000-gallon system year-round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides... Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will right. too. Didn't think I was getting pulled Okay, here we part. go. The modern eater show continues in just a moment. Right now, Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. We've been seeing some uh, Jeff Rourke projects, one being beets and brews in Colorado Springs and 100 tap lines that are self-serve. 
what an amazing project that is. And from the biggest dreams to the smallest dreams of just getting a tap line uh, added, Jeff Rourke can do it for you. Jeff Rourke wants you to have an A-plus on your report card for your tap system. Uh, nothing worse when you go into a bar or a brewery, the wheels are falling off, they're pouring foamy beer, oh. the temperature's off. It's Pour just, a pitcher of foam to get one one pitcher of beer. It's a terrible thing because if you're pouring in efficient beer, what are you doing? You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the, the drain. drain. Please don't pour your money down the drain. It's just a phone call away. Grab a pen. Jeff Rourke is the man, a family man, 20 years in the business. Specialty tap installations, beer, wine, water, coffee, nitro. Make your tap dreams reality by calling 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Feed me now. This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy. I'm starving. And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. All night long, we can do that. We love the boys over there at Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions and as uh, Chef Bill from Smoke continues on with us, and Zach Johnston, the Spice Guy, joins us. I look behind us, and this is the first time you played with this Yoder, huh, Bill? Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's great. Pretty cool, multifunctional. If you're on Facebook Live, you, we always have this Everdoor spinning chickens. It's a great open fire grill here, but this Yoder we're just trying to get used to right now. Uh, I love this Yoder. Yeah, it's been great. Heated up the tortillas and sausage just fine. Perfect. Do you, you guys, uh, Zach, Bill, you guys met last week. Was that the first time you met? Was that it? was the first time, yeah. Very cool. Just start striking up conversations. What do you do? Oh, I have a restaurant. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I have spices. I'd actually already Facebook stalked Bill before I met him, so I knew who he was. <laughs> One of the, the things, internet. Zach, is uh, Zach is a professional, folks. If you've ever worked with someone that knows their business, knows what he's doing, knows how to create a relationship with someone and how to understand what someone's looking for. Because, you know, I was doing interviews last week looking for a new sales, not a new, an additional salesperson to add on. And I was really surprised someone even Did came in the Spencer building. Did have bad news on Monday morning? Oh, no, 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 no. He needs help. He's <laughs> he's driving it so, driving that bus so fast, it's like speed, you know. There's a bomb on it and he can't take his foot <laughs> off of the gas. Um, but what's interesting is I was surprised that people walk in and don't even know about my business and what I do. And, and so what you just heard Zach say is, is what a true business professional does before they come and introduce Your themselves. Your homework? Wow. Yes. That's Isn't that a, a, a novel concept? It Thank is. you. Yeah. What, what'd, you what, what'd you figure out? What was your approach when you see uh, something? You said barbecue kills it for you, right? Yep. Well, we've been saying that, right? We love the barbecue guys. Like I said, it's easy for both of us. So... Uh, you know, our shtick is we could save you a little bit of money and maybe increase the quality and definitely increase the freshness for sure. Uh, I think all those things hit. Bill and I got together at the beginning of the week, and by the end of the week, we had some magic going. Yeah, what is that magic? You met, you mentioned a rub just for you. Yeah, so I just sent him my recipe. Uh, ne the next day, he had a sample over to me. Um, like you said, better quality. I think it's... A great partnership right out of the gate it was probably the easiest thing that I've done since I opened the restaurant was handing my rub and 
no, it's set back. Was there any tweaks to it, Bill? Did he come? Did Zach come back and say, "Oh, by the way, you're using this. We might cut that down a little. bit. Might help your flavor." I don't, I don't think you want to hear that, do you? It, well, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm curious. There was, um, so in, I think, rubs at this kind of quantity and volume, you have to use a dehydrated brown sugar. Um, um, he he made the conversion from my regular brown sugar because I and my recipe that I sent him was regular brown sugar, and at the restaurant we don't want to be breaking clumps up because it will it needs to be dried already so we can work through it really quickly he made that conversion um, the product he actually sent me was better than the product I was using before um, the granules before I was using were a little bit bigger um, so we'd have to let it sit there and like melt into the ribs or the chicken before we put it on um, so it's actually a better product that we ended up with. See, that's exactly what I love to hear because the fact is, is Zach didn't, you know, like what I was saying is, is he, he didn't change your recipe, but he improved upon something that you were doing to create scalability. So now all of a sudden you can have what you wanted oh, to nice do in recovery, one pound. Ryan, yeah, nice you like that? I, like and, and that and point well taken is that you really want to lean on an expert of here's the recipe, here's what I really want, and if there's any kind of improvements, suggesting it is, is something that you would do. That point about giving somebody your recipe, now you have a non-disclosure, don't you, Zach? How does yep. that work if somebody comes to you and says, I've got this top secret recipe, I'd like to do production with you, but I don't want to let it go. Yeah, well, Bill's a badass. He just said we don't even need that, which is my preferred way to do business also. Uh, just handshake and go and trust each other that we're not going to do anything weird. Um, but, yeah, with the non-disclosures, we, we have them signed every day. Uh, we actually are going to do one with Romy for their sausage with Chris. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so he came to the blend bar the other day, and he hung out for like an hour, and uh, Danny and I both made him a few combinations of some new stuff he's working on. So that'll all be proprietary for him, the stuff that we made. Uh, so we'll do NDAs. Oh, that's great, him. because that was one of Chris's concerns, was you know the reason why I've coveted and kept it in-house is I just don't want anybody knowing our trade secrets. Well, that's the only thing you own if you have a co-packer. You know, you don't own the process. You, you only own the recipe. That's too much. That's cool. This guy um, right here, a sponsor of the show, Brian Rizzuto. Step on up to the plate here. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're just, uh, you know, going back and forth, talking a little spices, talking a little barbecue, and talking about saving money, too. I hear uh, today's going to – so Brian Rizzuto, Encore Energy. And uh, if you have natural gas needs, it's as easy as what you're about to see with Little Rich. But what, what's going to happen here at the top of the hour, 7 o'clock, when Rich catches up with you? So I'm going to talk about how easy it is to save money on natural gas here in Colorado. It's very simple. You call me. I do all the work because I know how busy people are. And the average savings on a gas transport customer is between 5 and upwards of 20%, doing nothing different except using our gas. And in a business, a lot of the, the food and beverage businesses, whether it's a brewery or a company like Little Rich, the margins, that's a big thing to be able to save that amount of money. Little Rich is going to open up the books, right, and talk exactly how much money he's going to save. Is it going to be a number that, you know, we'll be taken back by? Absolutely, absolutely. Rich is a really good user of natural gas, so he's a middle-of-the-road user, so he uses quite a bit. But even the smaller customers, like a smaller um, 
restaurant, smaller bar, can save quite a bit of money. So, I absolutely. Just, just giving you a holler. I know a lot of people hear the commercials, but that's the voice, Brian Rizzuto, who you'll work with. Uh, the phone number that people can contact you directly is what? It's 720-245-5771. 720-245-5771. Really, if you're into saving money and, and wait until you hear the testimonial Little Rich will give at 7 o'clock, uh, you've got uh, the paperwork ready for him to sign it? I sure do. It's going to be interesting. Well, Thanks Greg, let stopping. me tie these guys into it because the reality is, is every restaurant in town is using. So listen, Smoke might use a lot of charcoal. They need a little gas to get it lit. I think. Um, but then the reality is, is they have other items that they're 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 cooking behind there. That they're I'm guarantee every restaurant uses gas because every professional chef loves gas. The bigger you are, the bigger the savings could be if you're moving to Encore. Absolutely. Well said. <laughs> I like it, Brian. You got a future in the natural oh, gas business. <laughs> I like it a lot. All right, thank you so much, Brian. I can't wait to see this segment with Little Rich. That's thank coming up in just a couple of minutes on Facebook Live. In the meantime and in between time, got to thank these guys. You were just uh, Johnny on the spot today. Uh, called you up, Bill, and, and here you were making delicious food from Smoke. I would encourage everybody to go down and see you. Give them the address of where they can find you. Uh, we're at 3330 Brighton Boulevard out in Rhino um, in the source, the new source complex. The source hotel. And so if you're from out of town or if you're on the fringes of Denver, come in town, stay the night at the source, and eat dinner at Smoke. Your one-stop shop. <laughs> uh, that's cool. I can't wait to follow the relationship here with Zach and to taste that rub that he's going to uh, make for you guys. Zach, as always, I mean, you're, you're here every weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, when you live next door, it's this is easy. It's hard to come for not to come for dinner, right? Yeah. <laughs> am I going to cook or am I going to go see my friends and get food? Well, we love seeing your beautiful daughter, Zach. Yeah. I got to tell you, you, you're bringing her around. It's I, I love the fact that the Zach. The Parker we love. Well, he's a family guy, too, you know, and that's what's cool is, is the reality is, is this is Zach is a young guy that started a business through passion was up, up, in, up in the Summit County went to work hard every day and then brought what his passion his love was down to Denver. Too. Jared, how much time do I have? I don't have a clock. 20 seconds. All right. Thank you guys for coming. Bill, I want to have you back uh, uh, early and often just learning more about what you do and the delicious food. Um, maybe we go outside the barbecue box next time and whip up Absolutely. some of your stuff. Okay. I think we're close on time, so we'll take that break. Top of the hour. Watch this with Little Rich on Facebook. It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, it's just me here on The Modern Eater Show, Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Oh, just you. Come on. You've got a whole fan book of friends family this here Danny cohorts from work Gordon's here tonight uh, Bill came in tonight made some delicious tacos for us and uh, these guys we were trying to corral them I don't know do you guys know each other nope, no you don't do now All right Nathan Rockwood huh they do now they do now I have something in my mouth uh, yeah big time it's so big I, I just want to point out so it's not on Facebook um, but by the way, folks, we are live on Facebook right now. If you want to see our ugly mugs right here live in person, um, you know, see that 
let me go back to the introduction. And I'll try and get that out of my teeth there. Nathan, how are you? I'm you got, doing well. Uh, you got Gray Wolf Resort, yes, right? Sir. And that's the home of Rocky Mountain Organic Farm. It is. We're in the process of moving it. So we are a high altitude health and wellness center in Victor, Colorado at 10,000 feet. We raise heritage uh, animals and plants. So we bring the finest genetic breeds of plants and animals from all over the world to this resort. And our goal is to bring chefs and foodies and people from kind of all over the world to visit Colorado and learn about agriculture. And what we're doing uh, hopefully is uh, going to work out. So it's a lot of work right now. Well, it's interesting. Move, you're on that little dead up. end. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, it is. And there's fishing just up the road. So it's a lot of uh, a lot of the things that I love about Colorado. So there's you know farming, obviously, foraging. I'm a big forager. Uh, hunting and fishing all in the same area so I kind of found a way to uh, hopefully be able to enjoy that for the rest of my life and, and cook because I love cooking. I know who's man in the kitchen right now. I know now. I was just both, looking over at the stove the to make sure nothing's burning. Do we need, do we need to uh, <laughs> stir it? I mean, Maybe we'll take a break a little earlier so we can get some of this delicious food and we're standing by also for Blake DeHuff who's probably in the car listening as he's rushing to get Is Blake here yet? No. No, I no, Blake. He's a yet. few minutes away. So. Just a couple of minutes away as we continue, but no easy task to move a farm. No, well, I mean, farming in its own right is pretty challenging. And so imagine uh, moving a farm with 140 some pigs and chickens and ducks uh, 10,000 feet in the air uh, on the backside of Pikes Peak. So uh, it's a lot of work right now, but it's, it's also very rewarding. So we have a full, a full house right now, actually, back at the resort. It's sold out. Uh, most of August is booked. A lot of July is getting booked, and hopefully we'll get a, a booked June as well. So. I saw that. How, how do people go about finding you, first of all? Uh, easiest way right now is on Facebook, or you can go to graywolfresort.com. Uh, graywolfresort.com is under construction, though. So on Facebook, just look for a Gray Wolf Resort. You can check us out. Um, Airbnb, if you're interested in coming out and renting uh, a room or a cabin for the night. Um, you can do that on Airbnb. Again, just search for Gray Wolf Resort in Victor, Colorado. But, Nathan, let me back up for the mm-hmm. for some of the listeners who haven't heard about this. Y- you ha- at Rocky Mountain Organic Farm have been around for a while. It's not like you just woke up yesterday and started this. Where does this Gray Wolf launch fall in? Well, the idea is, is agritourism. So agriculture is this very important part of society. And I think through agriculture, we need to learn about ourselves as a people and um, hopefully develop our culture within our communities. And food's a very you know, integral part to that. And so um, the idea here is that we want to promote the values of farming and agriculture, the rural values uh, that I think have been lost. We need to bring those back to the table. And so what we want to do is is have our farm be this uh, mecca, so to speak, for people from all over to learn about agriculture. And in that process, we'll be able to, um, to, to make a little bit of a commercial enterprise off of it, which is important to farmers and ranchers because there's not a lot of money to be made when you're competing against these large um, corporations as a small family-owned farm. Yeah. So. So, some, sound like something you'd do, Bill? For retirement? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, go visit. To go visit. Oh, I'll go, go up there and eat. Yeah, for sure. What are the things that people would, what's a day like? What, what, what do you figure that experience? Well, uh, the guests that are there right now went fishing at Skagway Reservoir, which is just up the road. Um, of course, uh, we started off with breakfast this morning with uh, duck eggs from the farm and some bacon from our Mangalista pig. So um, you can also go hiking, um, backpacking, camping. There's just so much to do up in the mountains. Um, and also when it's hot down here on the front range up in the mountains, it's relatively cool. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like free air conditioning. It's about 60 degrees 
all the time. So, so do you have planned excursions or events, or do you just leave, here's what we got, go have we fun? We will, yeah. So one of the things I want to be able to do is, as a chef, uh, you know, take people out foraging, explore the local areas, pull different flavors in from the, the nature um, around us, and then be able to incorporate that into a lunch or a dinner or a breakfast um, for the guests. And so Is that burger over there? That is actually ground pork from the ground the pork. Mangalith, what do you want so. me to do to it? I'm gonna stir it up. It's actually I turned it off, so I was. Uh, oh, you're was good smart. to go. Yeah, all right. Over here Anything you need on this side, I can slide right in and get that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really interested <laughs> in this, folks, because a, a concept like this is out in New York. It's a very famous, very famous farm called Blue Hill, mm-hmm. yep. and and what you're doing is bringing that to Colorado, and I I I commend you because I think that that's awesome, Nathan. How have, have you had these discussions with your partners on this? Because moving, you are everything. And that's really hard to be, you know, we just, I was having a, a talk with Zach from the Spice Guy off camera or off air about the fact that, you know, everyone comes to me as a distributor. They're like, ah, oh, distribute this, 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 this. And, you know, and, and we were joking that it's all goes all the way to like toilet paper. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I draw the line. I can't do that. But you're in a unique place because you have an audience right near you. For all of those ingredients, for everything from, you know, from from your farm, mm-hmm. from your ranch. I mean, and a lot of people don't understand that differentiation between, I, I mean, I've met ranchers that consider themselves grass farmers because of the way they, they believe that they are stewards of the land first and they're growing grass for their animals. But you're, you're actually growing everything from the lettuce that you're going to eat and the herbs all the way through to the proteins. And that's hard. I mean, and then it's hard to do that on a big scale. You know, so I was going to ask, you've got 130 hogs. Do you ever get backed up? How how does that work? We're actually already kind of sold out for the year as far as the hog goes. But what what we want to try and teach, not only society, but agriculture, is this, you know, concept. We we don't have to keep producing more and more and charging less and less. We want to actually produce a better quality product. We want to create better quality food, right, for the people that consume it. And charge more for it. And as consumers, we, we vote with our dollars every day, right? We choose to make decisions with our dollars. And Amen. So, well, Amen. What we need to do as a society is start making better decisions with our dollars and finding ways to support, uh, you know, local agriculture, local businesses, obviously. But just thinking about the broader spectrum, which is uh, when we slow things down, when we uh, take the time to to really remember what life's all about, you know, all these things that Colorado is known for, you know, this great outdoors that we have, um, you know, Life is something that, that really should be cherished, and we all have dreams and aspirations. It's very important for us to all be able to chase after those. And we hope to be uh, an opportunity for people to, to come visit and, and be able to find their own, um, for their own encouragement, their own dreams, and their own, um, you know, their, whatever they're working towards in their own life. This, for me, is an example of something I've been working on for many, many years. Um, it is very hard. It is very challenging. You know, right now we're just in the, the beginning phases of moving that farm up there, but the goal is exactly like you said, to be able to provide all of those things, but on a small scale, because we actually don't want to produce uh, more and charge um, less. We want to we want to produce less and charge more, and we want to we want to provide a higher quality product, which is why we brought the pork here for you today, uh, to show you the difference between you know a heritage breed animal uh, and the mass-produced pork that you taste from the grocery store. So, who's your customer? Customer for us is everybody, you know, you know, so we're a boutique resort focused on health and wellness and food. Uh, we feel that everyone in the world um, has a uh, connection with food. It's the one thing that, uh, you know, transcends everything, right? Race, religion, uh, poverty, wealth, doesn't matter. Uh, we all have to eat at the end of the day. We all want to be healthy. We all want to be happy. 
And so uh, as far as we're concerned, we're trying to attract everyone. Uh, you know, even if you can't come visit us, uh, maybe in your own life you can follow the story that, that uh, has, you know, taken place and will continue to take place. I guess what I was driving at is do people have to come visit you in order to enjoy some of these products? Oh, or do of you have partnerships not. with uh, chefs? and? Yeah, so actually if you go to Beasts and Brews in Colorado Springs, you can check out some of our product there. Uh, they just opened up recently. Uh, Chef Brother Luck, of course, uh, features a lot of our pork on his menu. Um, special menus as well. Um, we also are at Cerber's Brewery in uh, Colorado Springs, uh, and we love, you know, just building relationships with people. So if anyone wants to try the products, you can give us a call, and we'll do what we can to take care of you. Well, Nathan, you're really preaching to the choir with me um, because of the fact that what what you do. I mean, and and selfishly, I want to ask you, you know, when is there going to be a day when you're going to be growing enough lettuce that I can help you out? Because at some level, you have to, you know, you will grow a little bit more. Then you, then you can just absorb yourself. Um, but I love what you're doing and the concept of it because, I mean, if I'm an athlete and I'm training, wouldn't I want to come up to 10,000 feet? Wouldn't I want to eat some of the best proteins that are available to me to nourish my body, Absolutely. to support my soul, and to make me a better athlete, to make me train at a higher level than anyone's going to be able to train down at 5,000, down at sea level? I mean, if I'm going to ride a bike... Um, or, you know, anything, quite honestly. I mean, so you've got an awesome concept there, and it's Gray Wolf. Is Gray it? Wolf Resort. So originally, so just to give you some history on, on the property, um, it originally let's, let's was... Let's do this. Let's take a quick sure. break. We'll come oh, back sorry, because but... I think that that will be, lend into a whole new conversation. So Nathan Rockwood with us awaiting uh, Blake DeHuff. And uh, Gray Wolf Resorts is their new project with uh, the and home And Blake of, just walked in the door, yeah, folks. Home, home of Rocky Mountain Organic Farms as well. Okay, we'll take a break. There he is. Blake's here with us, and so we'll get him on the microphone. We'll continue this conversation along with Chef Bill from Smoke. Right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design. Design at fjohnsondesign.com. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303 460 for the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. You know, Belgian-style beers are getting more and more popular, for good reason. And while a lot of breweries make the odd Belgian beer or two, Brews Beers in Denver does all Belgian-style beers. I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster, and we do badass Belgian-style beers like nobody else. From the classics to creative Belgian-inspired styles, we have 15 on tap in our big tasting room and patio. Handcrafted wit beers, blondes, ambers, and saisons. High-octane doubles, triples, and quads. Plus sours, barrel-aged beers, and special rare bottle releases. 
We have food trucks every day, plus a bistro next door. And your dog is welcome. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Bruce Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, 1675 West 67th Avenue in North Denver. Your best choice for Belgian-style badassery. Can I pour you one? Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. There's the guy we were just talking about him, Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. And what's really cool is we continue here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, uh, talking with Lake and Nathan, Gray Wolf Resort, and the home of Rocky Mountain Organic Farm. Uh, Brother Luck will be, and we'll be releasing this here coming the end of this week, Brian, will be the schedule for the summer dinner series of who the chefs are. I can tell you Brother Luck will be making a return visit, and we're going to pair him up with Rocky Mountain Organic. He's sort of a famous chef, isn't he, this guy, Brother Luck? He's pretty darn good. Blake, good to see you, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for rushing, man. This is a tough thing, especially with an opening and everything else. I'm kind of a pinch getting you guys in here scheduled. But I thought it was important uh, as we continue with Blake and Nathan and your new project, which I really would encourage people to check out your Facebook because it has a lot of great information on Gray Wolf Resort. And we'll be up there the week of... Uh, June 15th through the 23rd, I think we'll be there on the Sunday, which is the 16th, Sunday the 16th, and we're going to enjoy walking the property, getting the stories, catching up, and I feel terrible because I never visited the old farm, but maybe that's a good thing because now we just start fresh. Yep. Right where you guys would want it to be. Interesting projects, and, and uh, I can't wait to follow the progress of this project. But as we go up there and take a look around, you mentioned, Nathan, that there's a lot of great history involved with that. So where we left off, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. So uh, a very interesting and unique story, especially with myself. So I spent uh, quite a few years studying quantum physics and this idea that our thoughts become things. And actually, I wrote an article for the American Culinary Federation about it. But as chefs, we do it all the time, right? Give us a pile of ingredients. Right? We start to dream up what is it going to become, and then we apply ourselves, and our thoughts become things. Right, That pile of ingredients then becomes this amazing dish. Right, Something With that, that same thought relate. process, do you vision what you want to have and then work your way backwards? Exactly, and we do it all the time in our lives. We just don't always realize it. Right, You choose to go to college, oh, then you start working your way backwards. Right, You take the different classes you need to graduate, et cetera, et cetera. So many years ago, I started envisioning what it would be like to, to own a farm and ranch um, with some of the finest uh, animals um, and, and to be able to bring in people from, from all over the world. And use I my love skills. that. What's the, so what's the end game with that? What was the, what was the dream? The the dream for me is to be able to, as a chef, to be able to wake up every day uh, and do what I love and, and not feel the stress. I think that comes with with most chef jobs. Yeah, go gather the provisions of the day. Yeah, and kind of be able to play and you know fishing, hunting, foraging, fishing those you know uh, farming. Excuse me, those are all things that I really enjoy. But um, back to the history of the property. So the Gray Wolf uh, Ranch was formed originally by this gentleman named Daniel Gray, and the idea was that uh, uh, he's a, a horseman, that in life um, we can either let life be in control or, or we can kind of take control of life. It's a lot of lot like riding a horse, right? There's a give and take um, with life just like riding a horse. And it was very interesting and unique uh, to be able to find this property, to be able to speak with Daniel, to share my vision that I had had for many years through a state-run program called the Colorado Agriculture Leadership Program. Uh, and then to be able to partner up with Blake uh, through our friend Brother Luck, who of course was a mentor of mine, uh, kind of like my big brother in the chef world uh, since I was uh, a young culinarian. And so 
Um, a little bit of history on, on, on the property is it went from that horse ranch to what it is now, uh, which is going to be a working uh, farm and ranch that's going to house Rocky Mountain Organic Farm. So I'll let Blake share some of the history of the farm. And then uh, hopefully we'll taste some of the food here. Yeah. In a second. First of all, before you jump in, Blake, I met you down at Brothers Luck. Yes. Uh, at Brother Lux, you were on the show briefly. I fell in love with you and just your mindset of, of what, I, and I can't even really call it hippie, but it's just returning back to things that were simpler, Absolutely. less confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, less is it Wait, whoa, 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 slow down. This is the way we used to do things? Remember before we had like the internet and phones? And <laughs> I mean, I laugh about the fact of, listen, if you needed provisions... You would leave your three-year-old, your five-year-old at home, and you'd ride your horse four to six hours into town and back well, I don't to, know if to he's get doing something. All that. Well, I mean, but the reality <laughs> is, is you when you're, I'm going to the place of you're getting back to what we used to know, and that's the I think that everyone wants yeah. something fast. I mean, the fact that we invented a microwave, please take that and throw it in the trash. If you're listening, because stop using that. Think about how do you cook slow? How do how do we appreciate the fact that a good pork? What you don't inject good pork with steroids and hormones to make them grow fast. You don't dump a bunch of nitrogen on your greens to make them grow fast. It's not about accelerating the speed that we move at. It's about really enjoying the things that are right here on the planet Earth. Like, take it and you there. guys are doing that. That, that is correct. Uh, quality takes time. Quantity you can produce quick, which is what we're unfortunately stuck with. Um, but good quality takes time to produce, takes time to develop. And what we're trying to do is, is exactly that. Use what nature has provided. None of us are smart enough to design what nature has already provided for us. So what we're trying to do is, is cultivate what's already there and use some of today's knowledge, which not all of it is very beneficial, um, but use that along with nature and what nature provides and, and what the natural way of things are and cultivate on that. Um, nutrients in soil are something that's just very simple, but it's so far gone, unfortunately. If we can continue to provide nutrients to the soil, everything that grows there is going to have more nutrients in it, which is more tasty, more beneficial to anybody eating it. Um, You know, good pork. Our pork takes 18 months to develop properly. Um, That is something that was a normal 100 years ago. You would wait 12 to 24 months for a pig to be ready. Nowadays, with the steroids and everything, like you're saying, you know, six to eight months is, is uh, pork chops on your plate. You know, the, it, it's just not right. Thank you. It's just not right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's a completely unsustainable uh, agriculture system that's in place right now. And I think what we can do is provide a, a small caveat to what is possible and what was possible and, and what should be done. Uh, to just provide a cleaner, healthier product for everyone out there. Well, it goes back into, you know, again, that whole concept. Is, is life in control of you or are you in control of life? Well, us as a people, well, are we going to just let things be how they are or are we going to step up and start making changes? And so what we're doing is in our own lives, in our own uh, community, um, with the people uh, that, that raise, you know, me as a chef and, and Blake as a farmer, uh, to set that example and, again, to bring these values back to the table 
and that hopefully in that process, the people that come visit us will then take that back in, into their own lives and their own world oh, and continue so to help cool. make these changes. Because again, think yeah, about yeah. it, right? Is life in control of us or are we in control yeah. of life, right? Yeah. Once once we choose to take the reins, so to speak, what's possible for us? Yeah. You know, our, our biggest fear, it's not that we're weak, right? It's that we're powerful beyond measure, right? Here, here, here's what's interesting about your new project, guys, in, in Gray Wolf um, Resort, is I really believe that you're fully in this for education. Absolutely. At this point. Absolutely. I mean, the, the utilization of the land, um, those are all things that f- really with Rocky Mountain Organic uh, Farms is the, it was really just all about the food and make, and now you've refined this and got the chef element and, and the property to be able to say, we're going to take it to the next level. We do all that great. We're going to educate and we're going to leave people with an experience to go home to hopefully spread the word That's about exactly what we're right. doing. That's a that's a pretty darn well, cool Gre- thing. Well, Craig and for me here, this is I mean, this is touching because quite honestly, these guys are, you know, I, I've got a body of work that stretches 25 years that's all been organic, and and what everything you both have said tonight about the fact of, you know, I've been trying to convince people to pay more for their food from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and everyone thought I was crazy, and it and it is it's a mission that I have chosen to take and and not a very profitable one mm-hmm. because the reality is is you know, bad food is easy to produce, mm-hmm. and it's bad on our environment, our economy, on everything downstream. I mean, it keeps the machine going, mm-hmm. bad food, yep. because it keeps people unhealthy. Yep. It, and all of that tied into what you guys are doing with the organic side of this. I mean, is where I, I have so much admiration for you, because this is something that it's been an uphill battle ever, you know, I mean, I got involved in 1994, and ever since then, I had people tell me, oh, it's a fad. Do you really think? And, you know, and even there were times I had to leave the industry because there wasn't, I, you know, I was making $330 as a manager of a grocery store, and I had to go away because I wanted to start a family. I mean, and it cost me more to live in the neighborhood that I worked in to, to that I was making. And it, so I, I, I love what you're doing because the reality is, is you're telling this story and you guys are coming from a place of soil and how important is our soil. And by the way, I mean, in, in a big sense, you guys, you're a biodynamic farm in my eyes Absolutely. because that's what you're doing. You're not getting the certification. You don't need to because you let people that are your chefs, you let people tell your story for you because you truly are. You're biodynamic. You're, you're taking the inputs of what you do and putting it back into the soil. And through the soil, you're creating other things, such as the vegetables that you use. I'm sure down the road you'll start planting trees. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure you guys have a vision hey, Bri- 20 so Brian, years out. It, well, <laughs> you have a lot of passion. There was one thing that struck me this week when we were talking, and this is a real story, is that um, one of the concerns with Brian is they're not really that big. Their reach of who the how do you get over that thing to where it's the reach and how you can get to those people and what you do to be able to and and, and a lot of times you're not going to be able to provide the Brian Freemans of the world their all of their lettuce and and you may not want to but oh, where's yeah. that is there a disconnect? No, our, our idea is again it's the education. You know we we want to teach people on a small scale what can be done on a larger scale, but we're not ready yet yeah. as a society to do that. 
That's what I said. I said, I love their story. I like what they're doing. I want to push that because that's the agenda. That's what means so much to the Modern Eater Show or folks like you guys who are really fighting the fight out there. And I think leading by example, if you touch just one, two, three, and just get the snowball rolling down the hill, I firmly believe everything that I've done, just vetting out what you do and, and your products and who you guys are, that um, that's going to follow. That, yes. that that word is going to spread. You, you hit the nail on the head there yeah. with, with that, and that's exactly it. Lead by example, and if a few people can can see and and say, wow, mm-hmm. that, hey, this is possible, this can be done, this is real, it, it, it's happening, well, why don't I try it as well? I'm going to scream it from the rooftops for you guys because I really believe if there's something good that we can do as the Modern Eater Show is to take guys like you we're working so hard to not only just provide great food, but to educate at the same time. So you've got us anytime as well, a conduit to, to spread that word. We can't wait to see in the in mid-June. We'll be out there that Sunday. And uh, just for folks, I want them to follow along and, and see exactly why we fell in love with you guys. And just really none better. We love what you do. Thank you very much. So much. Okay, there they are. Uh, these guys, you'll hear so much more from them. And uh, Blake DeHuff. And uh, our friend Nathan Rockwood, Chef, thank you so much for coming in. We're going to enjoy some of this delicious food that you brought back down with us. Yep. That's fantastic. And then Aaron from Elevation Ketchup, we're going to get him on the show, and then we have a delicious brewery. That's all still ahead right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. We'll throw it to Little Rich right now as we take a break on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey everyone, it's Colleen Ferreira with the Colorado Chefs Association. Are you ready to put your passion to work? Well, we train the future chefs of Colorado and we want you to join us. The Colorado Chefs Association is recruiting for our fall semester right now. Join our American Culinary Federation accredited cooking program, work in a professional kitchen, and get paid all while earning your sous chef certification. Email me at colleen at acfcoloradochefs.org. I'd love to hear from you. Join our excitement and explore a new future. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary, mayo, and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood-oven-roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Hey guys, it's Carly Smith, the Fairy Godmother here. (laughs) 
Don't get too excited. <laughs> Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I love your guts. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go make some bone broth. <laughs> Someday I will have a boat, Aaron. I hope. <laughs> and I'll share it with all of us. Carl Bryan's. Brian, hey. you got a boat? Oh, yes. Oh, you yeah. do? <laughs> wow. That's how he's got that great tan. The, the things I learned. <laughs> you just need the keys. Aaron Wagner. Never it to you. Elevation ketchup, man. We always try and get you. We always try and get you into the city. Rich just, uh, I don't, he said, new sponsor. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, no, he is sponsoring <laughs> us because tonight we have all of the Elevation ketchup We've flavors. Got We've got array. five flavors in-house tonight. This is his new. He's got a sriracha. He's got an original. He's got a no sugar. Let's oh, by the way, the t- sugar that he uses is is cane sugar. Jump yeah. in. V- vegan cane sugar, the good stuff. Nice. Known well, for your ketchup, but known for good ketchup. What makes it good? Lots of hard work. I understand. <laughs> fresh, fresh, fresh California tomatoes. Lots of love. Lots of hard work. It is not as easy as you might think. You're expanding. Yeah, yes, Bloody Mary are. sauce. Here, let's let's hand those Bloody, Bloody Marys Mary. over to Jay there. Here you go, Jay. The new Bloody Mary. Jump it's right killer. in with that action. There you right. go, baby. Here. You can actually already get that. We just came out with that. You can get that out at a bunch of restaurants out of DIA. One step. Oh, first really? Ketchup. Yeah. Oh, back to the ketchup. Back, back to, to the ketchup. ketchup. Man, this show is just getting out of my hands. <laughs> That's what happens when you invite me. It just gets I, loose. Uh, <laughs> well, Greg created this monster called the Modern Eater, <laughs> and it is like a machine, a juggernaut oh, that yeah. grabs all the local people yes. and brings them together on one ship and tells a story. The thank tornado. you, Greg Hollenbeck and thank the Modern you, Eater. Well, he has no idea what he got into. He's like, well, what did I do? <laughs> Life Love was it. so easy. We before. tell the stories, and this is actually a great story, a great hyper-local Colorado brand right here, Denver, Colorado. I think we're neighbors. You're right down the street, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just down right the street. Right on Sheridan. Yeah. Um, your flagship flavor, just... The restaurant style is what we sell the most, yeah. and that goes to hotels. We're doing a ton of work with... In my house. With the, yeah, the K-12 through schools. So it looks like we've got all of the Cherry Creek schools. We've got Douglas County this year. We've got Littleton, so... We should be we should be working with about half a million kids next year, that's, which is that's the coolest. Congratulations, thing for me. man! Awesome. That's huge. And it's I wonder awesome. if they'll know how great that product is. You know, one of our one of our guys came in and he's like, my kid has that at school, so we he's like, can I buy a bunch? So I mean, it shows you that the kid saw it at school, mm-hmm. and he tells his dad about it, and the dad's like, oh yeah, I deliver that. So then he comes in and, and gets them. So it's it's cool to be working with the kids. And I want to go have lunch with them, sit down with them, and have their chicken nuggets or whatever but, they have. Well, but Aaron, back up and tell stuff. us about your ingredients, because the, the reality the is, ta- is you're shaking this up. The taste of ketchup, yeah. something that brings you back to your childhood. Yes. I yeah. mean, truly, when you taste ketchup, and now as an adult when you taste it, uh, but you can tell the difference with this ketchup as far as the uh, no additives, no preservatives, no high fructose. It's made how it used to be made. Yeah. That's the thing. No corn syrup, no high fructose corn syrup, no MSG. So the great thing, I mean, I have to credit our tomatoes to 99.9% of it. The tomatoes from the time they're picked to the time they're packed in the, in the processing facility is less than four hours. So if you taste that tomato paste, it tastes like ice cream. It's unbelievable. Wow. wow. That's the big thing. No, that That's what? the big thing. We work with these guys out in California that are, are legit. What's Vindaloo? 
That's the Indian curry. We did that with Savory Spice for their for their 10 year anniversary. I've got to try that. It's so awesome. let me give you I a think challenge. That's the best Aaron. one actually. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. And it's not a spicy vindaloo. It's uh, it's very well balanced. It's it's excellent. I will try. They that. They serve that at uh, Ophelia. That's so what you get at Ophelia with your, your fries. restaurant style over your original recipe. So the restaurant style was a creation because a lot of the chefs love the original, which is an old family recipe mm -hmm. from the, that's how I got into this mess. Uh, and the restaurant style is kind of a creation with Daniel and Chef Jose and Kyle Mendenhall and all those guys really? that wanted to serve something local and unique and didn't want all the chemicals that come with it, but they want to be able to appeal to everybody. So that's kind of what we call the American style ketchup with you know it's more a little sugar little sugar sweeter like sweeter yeah, yeah. So it's just like you know it's like an american style ketchup yeah the original is a lot more like a new zealand style or european style a lot more complex flavor profile than the restaurant style but the restaurant style is by far the most popular that's what they're serving in all the schools and the hospitals and vesco aaron let me throw you a challenge yes sir you're getting so big you are able to change the way that people farm very shortly, you will be able to look at the people that are growing your tomatoes and say, I want you to give back to the land. <laughs> it's cool. So there you go. I'm gonna There's go my challenge for I'm you. I'm going to go out to the next harvest. I've been invited out to meet all the farmers, and I'm going to get dirty with those guys. It's going to be cool. Where is nice. it? In California. So it's, it's, it's more central California. It's mm -hmm. not the southern part. It's more, it's just south of all, where all the great vines and the, the so you're talking bakersfield or up a little north of bakersfield where are you going uh it's just south of there just south of bakersfield yep. okay yep. so that's the central valley yep exactly. big growing area of los california banos. Los yes banos. los banos <laughs> okay so you, i like that you dialed in the ketchup i mean pretty much i think you've got that all worked out but then you've got these great tomatoes and you say well why not let's do an offshoot which is this bloody mary mix and the Bloody Mary challenge came from one of the one of the guys who owns or is, is the head buyer for several hundred restaurants. I could see that. It just and threw down the gauntlet. I challenge you, Aaron. Well, he said we need something better and cleaner with no MSG, no soy, and we want it to be vegan. And I said, okay, well, we'll work on it. And it was a, it's a big project for sure. And that had to be hard because you've got a good friend who does that as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you've got good friends and, and you said, you know, guys, I, I'm not dissing you. I'm making something commercial. You keep the retail side. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what we're doing, you know, is we wanted a better, cleaner option with that's more affordable. You know, and that's the thing. Like our ketchup is, is cheaper for chefs. It's cheaper than Heinz. Even once it goes through Cisco or Shamrock or one of the big guys, it's still cheaper. Well, and I've heard we you're, want. you're making in little packets too now, right? We or do have the machine, yeah, but we're uh, we're still testing the film because we're trying to be as green as possible, and we're, you know we're not about. That's not very going green, is it? <laughs> it's not a green at all. Trillion packets. We actually turned down a really big deal with a huge school district out of state that was buying four truckloads a year because it just it was it rubbed me the wrong way to to the, all the landfill and they're not That's recyclable. Pretty stand up. I like that. Yeah, it's you got to do what's right first, and the, uh, there's better options. So we're trying to get them to 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 do our dispensers to a compostable cup, uh, and that discussion's still going. But we couldn't do the packets. It's just it's so wasteful. The good part is, is it? That, okay. that the kids still aren't having high fructose corn syrup, but there's a better option. So if we can teach these guys out of state to think kind of like we do around here, where there is a better option. What about a compostable cup? The the pumps. It's easier, then there's less waste rather than just dumping all this into landfill. Well, and I just say that because I want a day where every fast food joint, every these big conglomerates that I don't support and I haven't eaten in 20 years plus, 
but I want you to have your ketchup packets. But do you want to leave in their doors? Well, he should. I don't know well, if if it's a healthier option. Brand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't you don't want to be high fructose corn syrup. Then yeah, we want to be there, but we don't want to fill the landfills with plastic. But do you want element side by side with McDucks as much as that would? <laughs> I didn't even say their name. Why you, you got to go there, man? Don't we shouldn't give them any prep. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't get <laughs> that, that from that movie Coming to America, McDougals or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's a good where, question. No, do where, you? Where, yeah, where Greg goes here. Well, we want to partner with with people that are doing things right, but you know, that's the thing. We all got to be focused and and going in the right direction. If you've got to got to go with somebody to corral them in, to to educate them into what the whole focus, what everybody's focus should be, then you know, we we kind of cross that bridge. But the same thing that happened with this huge school district. It's like, all right. We're not going to do packets, and they thought we were crazy. I'm like, but here's what we're going to do. Sure. And we're going to help, and we're going to pay for a big part of that what, what's just the, to help bring them along. And well, it's educate, really educate, and that's what we've been talking about all night. It's educate. Them. You're going to educate them. You've got to help them. How much per year is is the ketchup industry doing? It's huge. It's huge. Like, if you were to bite 1% off of that, you would be... I saw, I think, Heinz, and this was before their stock got crushed, um is falling but they were doing 687 million bottles a year unbelievable it's a lot That's wow a lot. and just i mean and this is condiment yeah it's a lot but they've been around forever there's two companies that have owned the space for 50 one, really yeah. really one really That's yeah. i mean they, they had one point five years ago i think they had 87 percent of the market so you can get it in your finer grocery stores yep um, even in the not so fine grocery stores i think too can you get a king soups no, we're you not, can't. We're not yeah, no. natural Sprouts, grocers. Vitamin Cottage, yeah, natural grocers. Yeah. Safeway though, All right? Are you on Safeway? Yep. None of the big boys. Yeah. We, we're we're focused on Sprouts and I like and, that and Whole okay. Foods and for well, other, but Greg, for other reasons. I, I would say that in the beginning too in my career that I liked that I was only working with the small guys, but in a way, if we're going to share the message, if we're going to educate the masses, right, but there's we have to, to engage. Well, that's, we just got to figure out on our that's terms. a whole another 20 minutes, but bastardizing a product in some places, if you carry it there, then it diminishes what how they esteem the product to be, and the end consumer looks at. I mean, positioning is everything. Yeah, how you do that. But what's thing. next? With 30 seconds, what's next? The Bloody Mary is the big hit. <laughs> it's a big deal because you know we're not using the the big the big competition or the person that we're we're changing over uses M. MSG, the label yeah. is so small you can't even read it. I'll tell you what, I'm a and customer. that's the big volume. Yeah, yeah, that's the big volume that we're that we're working with. So, and it's exciting. It's a new product. It's like a new business. It's a it's a totally different thing, and it's delicious. It's excellent stuff. So Where can people find it? The Bloody Mary. Yep. DIA, a few select restaurants. You can Keep get an eye Cisco, out. Yeah, yeah. It's you're at the beginning stages out. of that, well, right? Well, we're just not retail focused. We're you know helping those guys that Food are service. going through a lot. Yeah. The restaurants, the guys that have taken care of us for a long time and and you know Well but and, and the sad thing is is they're the guys that are, are sending out the worst food that we could have possibly imagined. I mean I go check out oils and stuff like that and that's why I'm such a big fan of Colorado Mills. They're awesome. Because yeah the the reality is is these guys are trying to go cheap as opposed to going good and and someone like Colorado Mills bridged that gap. Yep. They found how can I make you a good product inexpensively you did the same thing how is elevations a great product (laughs) yeah four minutes (laughs) thank you Aaron. we're going to talk beer next appreciate catching up with you all All the time all right we'll be back in a flash little rich take it away you are listening to the modern eater show on iron choose your path 
through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us, we'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Yeah, booze in the news. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. And I've been looking forward to this. Save the best for, at, uh, for last. And Rich and Jessica Ferrero. Did I say it right? Fierro. 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 Like the car, man. Like the car. Yeah, like the car. Really? Just like the car. Come on, with two R's. Man, I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) You know I'm lying. Yes, he is. Yeah, get there. Get there. Atrevita Beer Company in Colorado Springs. First of all, just talk about the tap room. Yeah, so um, we actually just celebrated our one-year anniversary, so we're, we're babies Congrats. in the game. Thank you. Um, you know, I offer something a little bit different. So the the beer styles that you see in front of you, um, everything is done by inspiration. Every single beer has a story right behind it. Um, you walk into our brewery, it's very indicative that there's a Latina in there. It's very colorful, very bright, um, open, airy, and uh, yeah, I think... What do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, we're, I mean, we're veteran-owned, uh, Latina-owned, of course. And my wife is 
is the brewer, head brewer. Uh, she builds all the recipes. This is her baby. Uh, it's atrevida. Is, uh, it means bold, audacious, uh, daring woman. We left it in that uh, in that form, in feminine form, because that's that's who it's about. It's about her. She's the star. Uh, she did the the TV show Beerland on the Viceland Channel. She won that first season, and for us, that was the start of hey, let's do something bigger with that. And and so we ran with it. I'm, I'm an army guy. I don't, I don't know beer. You know, I know how to drink it. Uh, and so <laughs> she went ahead, and, and when we were in Germany, she really fell in love with it and came back. Uh, really got into it down here in Colorado. Uh, got involved with all kinds of women's organizations, uh, yeah. Pussy Riot Beers, and the girls from Lady Justice, and just really went into some stuff down here. Uh, spent about seven years getting her her skills up, and and then really got into it after she won Viceland. The, the show on Viceland, uh, we we went after it. Wow. Yeah. Here's my pom poms. Boom. Done. Gave me the goosebumps. Well, let's just start. <laughs> tell us, a, show us a beer, and tell us a story. Yeah, um, well, I'll, I'll start with La Gran Señora. Um, this is an American wheat beer that sat on oakwood staves with some citrus and spices in there. So very, very layered beer, very complex beer. Um, this was actually the first beer that I put into competition after opening my place. And um, we actually won an award for it. So it was the People's Choice Award over at Bines and Brews out in Monument. And uh, so this, this beer is just as complex as any woman that you know. That's why it's called La Gran Señora. Um, so actually the other part of that is that Jenny Rivera is known as Diva de la Banda. And um, she was one of my favorite music artists. And so you look like her too. she was, <laughs> Where have she you was guys known been as all my life. <laughs> Dude, you, uh, come on, you got to get us on this. <laughs> we got to be on TV, right? No. Wow, you guys are great. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we have the Drunken Churro Whip beer with some cinnamon, some spices, and some agave. We have our Boricua beer, which is our Belgian blonde. You said um, there's a story behind each one. Then. No, yes. no, the Drunken Churro, the, the, that agave is it's cool because she, she took out all the sugar. She wanted to use the agave. And the cinnamon to, to, to ferment out, and and the drunken churro why, why not? We, it's a light bready beer, and we've watched everybody kind of build it off of a stout, and we we didn't understand that, so we took it as hey we we know churros, we're Mexicans, so yeah. <laughs> we we got a churro beer, so we went with a wit, and she decided hey I'm gonna lighten it up and give it a little bite with the agave because we like tequila a little bit, you know, so boom, and then, the and it brought part. it out and and it came out beautiful, so yeah. it builds on you. It doesn't give you all that sweetness in the first taste. You want a, a full glass to give you that sweetness. Nobody wants to taste one ounce of sweet beer because you ain't going to drink 16 ounces of it and like it. Yeah. So we take it in, in a mild little chunks, and then by the time you get to 16 ounces, you get that taste. All right, I got it. Yeah, what's yeah. next here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Right there. So you got you to build, it, you gotta build it out. So, And, and we, we did this one at GABF. It was a big hit because uh, a lot of folks were, were really kind of, kind of trying to figure out what a churro beer needs to be. And for us, it was... It was all about a light, ready beer. Well, well I, I, I was going to ask you, what do we, how, what do people south of the border know about beer? Come on now. Oh. Corona and Pacifico. <laughs> Come on. Beat me up, Jessica. She's like, we, those are fighting words. We've got a very good craft beer community going on down uh, south of the border now, actually. Um, some terrific brewers out there, some terrific breweries out there, um, some of which I, I would like – I would love to collaborate with and work with. They're ex- excellent, excellent craft brewers out there. Um, but yes, initially you had your Coronas, you had your Negro Modelos and all of that kind of stuff. Um, that was the beer I didn't like. I, that's why I was never a fan of beer until we actually went to Germany, um, learned how to drink beer there. My, uh, my husband's military unit had a function at a local brewery in Plankstadt. 
And as part of that function, they took us back of the house, yeah. gave us a tour, showed us green to glass what it took to make a beer. And I just remember being completely enthralled and just like, That's dude, I can totally do yeah. this. That, so Jessica, yeah. that was your inspiration. That was it. Yeah, and I'm in the Mecca, man. I mean, you know, I'm in Germany. We went and explored we Germany and Belgium, Belgium and Czech. Austria. and yeah. Yeah, Very, very spoiled story. We well, spent um, our time vacationing around beer because, yeah. I mean, one, I liked it. And two, she liked it. And now all of a sudden it was it was a great way to do a vacation. So yeah. everything we did was about beer. Yeah. And then we got here to Colorado for my next duty station. So she started. we started touring in beer. We did four days on uh, President's oh, Day, crazy. 50 breweries in four oh, days, wow. yeah. up and down uh, cool the experience. east side. Uh, we went the east side up into Fort Collins and then came back down on the west side. So we're going to come uh, down was and awesome. do a show there. That's yeah. just yeah. We got to. It was a great time. And the place is really done up. Give uh, us the uh, address. So with this address, week, yeah, where so are you located? Uh, 204 Mount View Lane, uh, Suite 3. Uh, there's actually three suites in there, but Suite 3 is the door that you need to go in. Wait, Denver? Colorado Springs? Oh, Colorado Springs. Springs. Come on, okay. Hey, that's, a, that's where it's at. I, I wanted that's where you to. It's at. That's where beer's coming. It's coming to, to life, man. I'm telling you. This is where it's at because it's it's all a bunch of young guys and young young women yeah. uh, coming up and doing some cool things down there. So uh, we just wanted bacon and beer for our Mexican lager. Did so really? we yeah, went into Invesco and spiked the ball, here? right, for Colorado Springs. It went so quickly. I, I actually had it on tap yesterday, and it sold out immediately. So well, We're dead. We're dead. Um, so we're going to yeah. wait for the next batch. And the lager takes forever, so that's why it's, it's going to be a little while. So. Rich and Congratulations. Jessica. So that's big news. Thank yeah. you. That is Thank big. you. Yeah. We're coming to visit. I'm sold. You guys. Please just do. Really well, I had the Kolsch. I had this next beer that you poured me, and I want to jump in and dive and try three more because you've got a mirror. Yeah. Right. Oh, they're all here. <laughs> Go check them out at Travita, Colorado Springs. Thank you so much, you guys. Oh, Cheers. Thank you. All right, thank we're going to continue here and party right here on uh, in Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I think we have just about 10 seconds left, don't we, Jared? Five seconds. All right, we'll see you next week on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.